What's up, guys? We are back for the 10th episode of Wrestling Recess. This interview will include both Dyson and Dom. We will probably be doing interviews like this in the future as well. Our guest today will be four-time New Jersey State champion, two-time All-American, and Cornell assistant coach, Mike Gray. What's up, Mike? What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy, happy to be on your podcast. Yep, thanks for coming on with us. We're going to get started with some questions. Dom, you can go ahead and start. How and when were you introduced to the sport of wrestling? So I started wrestling when I was, I think, five years old. My my dad wrestled in high school, and uh, my grandpa wrestled as well. So it was kind of a, a family affair. Um, you know, my dad wasn't, you know, anything great, nor was my grandpa. But, you know, it was just a, a good, tough, blue-collar sport. Um, you know, and, and, and they thought that it'd be great for me to get involved in it and, you know, be, teach me a lot, um, teach me a lot about life at a young age and, you know, just instill a lot of, a lot of toughness in me. Um, so they started me wrestling when I was young and, um, you know, the rest is kind of history, as they say, and it's taken me, you know, all, all the way to the Cornell, I think 27 years later. So <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I played. Uh, Did you play any other football. sports as a child? Um, so I played. I played all those sports up until I was uh, eighth grade. So when I went into high school, that's when I just started to um, just wrestle only. I didn't play. You know, I, I played football, but I wasn't too serious about it. You know, I still went to wrestle and practice. You know, three to four times a week um, d- during those seasons, but I I, I still did play baseball and, and football. <clears throat> oh, it was so what wrestling. would you say at that point that, was your that, that favorite, was favorite out of those sports? Um, but but I I liked I like to play the other other sports as well. Um, you know, I like to be around my my friends and, and things along those lines. But I knew that wrestling was my passion, and I knew that um, you know when I got into high school, I wanted to focus on wrestling one hundred percent. I mean, but honestly, I focused on one hundred percent anyway. I just played those sports just to you know, have a little bit of an off season per se from wrestling, but, um, you know, wrestling was always kind of my focus since I was probably 10 or 11 years old. So when I was, when I was growing up, what clubs did you grow up going to? A ton of clubs like there, like there is now, uh, I'm kind of dating myself, I guess. Uh, (laughs) but I actually wrestled for the edge, which is a club in New Jersey. Um, so, so I wrestled for the edge and I, and I started, I started going there, um, you know, pretty, pretty consistently when I was probably about in, in sixth grade or so. And then, um, when I got to high school, I also would go up to Blair Academy and train with, with coach Buxton up there because, you know, Blair's not too far away from my, from my hometown. And I was good friends with a lot of the, the Blair guys. So I would, I would train at, at the edge and also I'd go up to work out at, at Blair as well. I uh I wrestled uh, Edge at a couple of national dual tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's you know it, it's been around. The club's been around for for a yeah. while. Um, you know when when I was in in high school and and in youth wrestling, it was much smaller. They have you know different locations now, and um, you know the club's really kind of really thriving. But when, when I was when I was younger, it was just uh, a little smaller of an operation. 
Did you yeah, train with anyone with, that you know, eventually became a D1 wrestler? Um, you know, when I was in, I actually I trained with Frank Molinaro a little bit when I was when I was uh, at the Edge when when I was in seventh and eighth grade. Um, I trained with uh, Darian Caldwell, and I wrestled Darian Caldwell a good bit. I um, and then at Blair Academy, I wrestled with Kellen Russell. I wrestled with uh, Jared Platt. I wrestled with um, just a, you know a slew of, a slew of really good guys. So it was it was a great training situation for me because you know I, I was getting great training partners, but also I was getting some really good coaching. Um, my coach at the Edge was Ernie Monaco, um, Carl Monaco, Dave Esposito, uh, Zach Esposito's older brother, um, and then. At Blair Academy, you know, I had Coach Buxton. So I was, you know, I've been fortunate in, in my career, um, you know, as, as a wrestler, but also as a coach to be around some great coaches to help me uh, learn and develop my skills along the way. <clears throat> oh, man. Who was your um, biggest influence as a young wrestler? As a young wrestler, I would say, um, I would say probably – probably Ernie Monaco when I was, when I was, you know, entering high school and, and things along those lines. And then once I got to, once I got to college, when I first, my, my first year in college, I think it was definitely Travis Lee. He, um, he was my coach for my first year. Um, and he, you know, he did a great job with me and he, you know, helped me develop and helped me develop, you know, the, the mental, the mental side of the sport as well to compete at, at the highest level of division one. Um, you know, and then obviously, as as I kind of moved on uh, into my later years wrestling at Cornell, you know, Damian Hahn, Matt Azevedo, Jeremy Spade, Corey Cooperman was was big for me. He helped me a ton. Um, you know, when I first got to Cornell as well, so he was a big, you know, Corey and and Travis were big influences on me when I first got to Cornell. So, you know, those are some. some and then obviously Rob, you know, Rob Rob's, Rob Cole's been my mentor since you know, since I started and since I came to Cornell. So I've been lucky to have a lot of great people around me, um, you know, a, a lot of great people to learn from. And, you know, just that, that slew of names right there. Those are some really, some really, uh, you know, some, some great wrestling names. Did your parents yeah, have I mean, a big parents, impact on the they, development they were the of ones your that career? Got me involved. They, they, they were the ones that allowed me to pursue you know, greatness in, in wrestling. They were the ones that were taking me to, to club practice, driving me all over the state, all over the country, going to Tulsa, Reno, you know, all those types of tournaments. Um, you know, they, they they allowed me to do that. You know, they encouraged me to do that. And then also, um, you know, they they believed in me. They, they you know, in, instilled a, a lot of, you know, great, um, you know, great qualities in me that, that, that carry through to today. So not only did they encourage me to become, you know, the wrestler that I was, but they were also teaching me, um, you know, teaching me about life along the way, which is honestly the, the, the bigger, bigger piece of the puzzle. And you guys will realize that as you get older. <laughs> when did you start to get uh, serious with the sport and maybe uh, self-dedicated? And self what? Self-dedicated. Oh, um, I was, I mean, I thinking back, I was always pretty driven. Um, you know, I, I didn't like to lose at all. Um, and, and if I did lose, I wanted to figure out how I lost and, and, you know, what I did wrong. So 
I would say, honestly, since I was, you know, probably 10 or 11 years old when I started to go to clubs and I started to, you know, make wrestling my passion, I was pretty self-motivated. Um, you know, I like to think that I'm, you know, a hard worker and I have, you know, a, a great work ethic. Um, so I developed at a young age, honestly. I, I developed that, that work ethic at a young age and um, it's it's come through and, and really helped me in my you know, adult years and, and especially being a wrestling coach, there's a lot of, a lot of requirements and there's a lot of, um, ask from a lot of different people trying to, you know, make, make sure you're able there to help, help them and, and help them reach their goals and, you know, being able to work hard and, and grind is really important for, for a college coach. And, you know, that, that's what, you know, I, I really picked up on it as a, as a young kid. When did you start to develop your style of wrestling? So, I mean, I like to think that it's always developing, right? Even, even as a coach. Um, so, you know, I, I, like I said, I was lucky to be around a lot of great coaches when, when I was, when I was younger, when, when I was going to the edge in high school and we watched at the edge, I, I watched a lot of Artin Pesayev video and this was on VHSs back in the day. So I developed a good little lefty single leg, and that was kind of my bread and butter, you know, especially in high school and ending college as well. And then, honestly, when I graduated uh, from college and I, and I started coaching, I probably developed my style the most and, and, and learned the most positions because I was no longer competing and I was just trying to, you know, pick people's brains and, and learn as many positions as possible so I could then teach teach my guys those positions. So, um, you know, in the last nine years since I graduated from college, I've, you know, I think I've learned so much wrestling and I think that's really helped me, you know, helped me with coaching the guys that I have coached recently, like Nation, uh, Vito, Yanni, Chaz Tucker, Mike Nevinger, you know, all, all these little guys, um, you know, I've been, I've been exposed to a lot of different skills that I've been able to help them implement into their into their offense is there anything you would have liked to have done differently in your career early on like before college like like when i was a kid you mean yeah um honestly not nothing really you know i really enjoyed i really enjoyed the family time and that was a big thing for me um it was never really work or a job or anything like that because i was getting to go to practice and hang out with all my best friends you know, and then we're, I was getting able, I was able to go on these trips with my family and, and I was having fantastic family time. So it was just, you know, it, it was really, it was really great in the sense that I was able to develop some wonderful relationships, some relationships I still have to this day. And then also, it, you know, my family grew even tighter, which is, which is, you know, now that I'm a father, it, it's really wonderful. So, um, no, there's nothing I would change. I, I really enjoyed, you know, youth wrestling at, when I was when I was growing up, it, it was a lot of fun. How did it feel to win your first state title? Oh man, that was that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was great. You know, I mean, you guys, you know, you're you're coming up like that's that's like a big goal, right? To try to be a freshman state champion. Yeah. You know, you're you're, you're coming through the ranks now of of junior high, and you're looking towards that freshman year, and you know, it, it's 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 a big goal. It's a lofty goal, and it was it it, it was great. It was. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of like a dream come true, but, um, 
you know, that dream kind of faded quickly in the sense that I wanted to win another and I want to win another, you know, and, and it was moving on to the next goal. And that's what kind of motivated me was just trying to, um, you know, push myself and see, see what, what could be next for me. Did that ever put pressure on you for your following state tournaments like that you had, you felt like you had to win? No, I mean, I think that like, and the thing about it too is like, so I won state titles and that, that was awesome. But my goal was to be a national champion. And, um, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to win Fargo, um, you know, twice, but I didn't win it every year. So like the state tournament was really important to me, um, but it was kind of like a, like a stepping block, if that makes sense. So my goal, my ultimate goal every year is to win Fargo because that, that was the biggest tournament. There wasn't Super 32. There wasn't uh, NHSCA, like junior and sophomore and middle school nationals. All there was was senior nationals for folk style when you graduated from high school, when you, when you finished your high school season, your senior year, and then Fargo. So, so I guess I, I, in, in the long and short of it, I didn't, feel much, I didn't feel a ton of pressure because it wasn't my end goal every year my end goal every year was to be a Fargo champion how did uh how did it feel to be uh to reach a rare feat in the wrestling world of winning your fourth state title it was great you know because ever since I was I was young um you know I want like I said like I said before I wanted to win Fargo titles but you know in New Jersey there hadn't been a you know a four-timer um and that was kind of you know, the dream of everybody. That was everybody's dream to go out there and, and, and be the one that wins four. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be around, you know, the wonderful people that I talked about before that were there to help me and, you know, were there to, you know, push me and, and, and help me develop and, and, you know, become the wrestler that I was. And because of that, it was, you know, I was, I was able to win the, the, the fourth title and it was, it was great. It, it was, uh, you know, it was exhilarating. It was a lot of fun and, you know, it was it was great for my family as well. It was it was um, it was a special moment, I guess you could say, a real special moment. Did your parents really stress your grades growing up as you uh, went to a Ivy League school? Yeah, so um, you know, I went to well, I went to Catholic school since from from I guess kindergarten all the way through. So I went from kindergarten through eighth eighth to uh, like a local um, Catholic school, and then. I actually went to Dubartin for high school. Uh, when when I was there, they weren't, uh, you know, like a, a state power. And now they're, you know, second in the state. They're doing doing a great job over there. Um, but yeah, so that was a Catholic school as well. So, um, you know, that that's kind of where where my, I guess, where my journey led me in, in, in that direction. So. Yeah, I when I was talking to uh, Pat, yep. he said he went to yeah, Pat yeah. Glory. He said he went to Doug Barton too, and I saw, and then I was looking down through Doug Barton's past rosters, and I was seeing people like they must produce like a lot of like Ivy League wrestlers, yeah. like yeah, so, so, Nick Farrow I mean, from a, Lehigh. You know, it, it's a challenging school. It's definitely a, like a college prep school. Um, you know, and then it was. It was challenging to get into school there, and then it was, you know, challenging to for college. So that that was a good thing, um, you know. And it was just really important for my parents uh, to keep pushing me and and to keep me on track academically when I was, you know, coming up through high school. That was, that was really important. 
So Cornell, um, you know, I think the the big thing there, they had some wonderful coaches. They they, they had some really, really good coaches and, you know, it it was like an up and coming program. Travis Lee just became, you know, a two-time national champion and and a four-time All-American, you know, and and I I just thought it was a great place. And I mean, I, I just kind of felt like it was a place for me. Uh, I was looking at what Michigan, Lehigh, uh, Northwestern, Indiana. So there, there was a bunch of schools that I was looking at, um, you know, coming out of high school. But you know, ultimately, I chose um, Cornell, and it, like it was, pro- I was honestly the best decision of my life because I, I've been here. This will be my 14th year here, and it's really shaped my life, and it's really. Put, sent me in the direction where where I am today, which is, you know, which is where where I was meant to be, honestly. How did you keep your cool wrestling uh, in big I would just tournaments focus on and The task at hand. I would just focus on. I just focus on the wrestling. That was the big thing for me. Focus focus on the wrestling. Not make it bigger. Thing. I knew that if I. Um, the best, the best of my abilities, and I and I did a great job. That I'd probably come away as the winner. So for me, it was going out there, um, you know, focusing on execution and, um, you know, and and not being afraid to expect a win too. You know, um, that that gave me a lot of confidence. Not not like I need to win, but I expect to win because I prepared really well for this event, and I think that you know my technique's better than yours, and I think that. You know, when it when it gets tough, I'm I'm going to be able to tough it out better than you. And that's kind of that was kind of my thinking. That's kind of the, the the way that I I thought about things. And um, you know, and it was and and thinking like that kept me calm in the, in those big those big matches that the big those big time environments like the NCAA's. Um, you know, I was able to just stay true to the things that I believed in, and you know, it, it definitely helped me out. What do you believe Cornell has done to make you the most to most to make you who you are? What do you believe Cornell has done to make you well, the most who you are? What do you believe Cornell, Cornell has done the most me, to make you who you are? You know, today? so many great people to be around. Um, you know. I have a little, I have a little boy, I have a little, little one-year-old and, you know, thinking back now, you know, I, I want him to be around great people. Um, I think it, you, you are, you know, who you surround yourself with. You, you become who you surround yourself with. And um, at point now, I've been surrounded for the last 14 years with, with wonderful people, you know, and, and, I, and before I came here, I was lucky enough to be surrounded by wonderful people at the edge, at Blair Academy, you know, at Pascac Hills, you know, junior wrestling. I've just been, you know, Really, honestly, in my lifetime, I've been around a lot of wonderful people that have been able to shape me and, and um, you know, turn me into the person I am today. So it's, it's you know, it takes a village, honestly. And, and that's kind of my mentality and, and my thoughts on kind of how I got to where I am was just being around a lot of great people and, you know, working hard and also being a little lucky in the sense that I was able to be around some great wrestling minds. Did 
did your parents still have a yeah when I was in college yeah I mean not so much the actual wrestling anymore but just you know making sure that um you know I'm staying on top of the things I need to stay stay on top of and you know just being there supporting me and and um you know making sure I'm I'm motivated and, and ready to go out there to compete compete hard um you know and and they, they, they were, you know, the first ones to tell me if, if I didn't look great, they'd be like, you got to pick it up. And, and that's, that, that's, you know, uh, my parents, they're, you know, tough, tough, tough customers and they're not going to candy coat anything. They, you know, if, if I, if I didn't look good or I didn't wrestle well, they let me know, but, um, you know, that's what I needed at the time. That, that's what I needed to, you know, get back on track and make sure my wrestling was where it needed to be. So. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that's that's kind of the way they are, and um, you know, and it kind of showed my wrestling too. Was they, their personalities kind of made me, you know, hard nosed and tough on the mat, which is, you know, the way I, I like to wrestle. Now transitioning into a little bit of your coaching at Cornell, how did you get the job uh-huh. at Cornell? So, um, when I graduated, Matt Azevedo was the lightweight coach, and he actually got the head job at Drexel. So there was a little, there was a hole for uh, a lightweight coach and Rob was like, Hey, we'd love for you to stick around. Um, you know, you, you have, you have a passion for coaching. I, I coached Fargo every summer to New Jersey and um, you know, I just really enjoyed coaching. So it was the, the perfect opportunity for me. So I started off as a volunteer coach and then I moved up to a second assistant and now I'm the, uh, you know, associate head at Cornell. So it's, it's it's been a, it's been a crazy nine years to say the least, guys. How do you like uh, coaching there at Cornell? I love it. You know, I think that it's wonderful being around uh, student athletes that are motivated to be great in every area. You know, our guys want to want to be national champions, want to be world Olympic champions, and then they also want to go out there and succeed in the world. They want to go out there and you know, if it's in the business world, they want to you know kick butt there. If it's you know in the medical field, they want to be top notch doctors. Um, you know, if it's, if it's in the engineering side, they want to, you know, do some great stuff there. So our guys, our guys are highly motivated in everything they do. And that's, you know, and that's infectious. That, that, that's what you want to be around. That, that, that gets you out of bed in the morning. That gets you excited to attack your day, being around people that are motivated and that want to be great. And that's, that, that's the one thing I love, love about Cornell. And, and the one thing I can't say enough about this place is that everybody that's here is motivated and wants to be great in whatever they're doing. Do you have a, good relationships with uh your team and coaching staff yeah yeah no i mean uh the great thing every coach in it well rob coached obviously coached me but right now we have myself gabe and kyle those are the three assistant coaches and you know we all went to cornell um you know gabe was my brother's roommate you know i i coached gabe all four years of of his career at, at cornell so you know i i you know, I have a great relationship with Gabe and then Kyle. I, I was on a team with him for two years and I coached him for two years. So, um, you know, we, we have a great feel for each other. We, we, we understand each other. Um, you know, we, we were, tra- we we're all kind of trained similarly, um, you know, with the Cornell system. And then Rob obviously has, has coached all of us and has been around all of us for, you know, many, many, many years. So, so we, we work well, we, we mesh well together. And I think that's why you see the, you know, the product we put on the map because our guys enjoy being around us and they see how well we work together. And, you know, because of that, they get great training. They enjoy their, 
their experience at Cornell and then they, you know, they're happy. Most, most importantly, they're happy and, and, and that shows in their performance. I just, I just think that's cool uh, how uh, uh, Rob coached you and then you became the coach and then you coached uh, Gabe and Kyle and then now they're on the coaching staff. So it's, Yeah, yeah, no, I, it, I don't think there's any, many other staffs in the country where, you know, three out of the four – you know, other than the head coach, the, the three assistant coaches all went to the school that they're coaching. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's many there. So, and, and there's also a lot of pride because of that. You know, we, we take pride in the fact that um, we want to make sure our guys are ready to go. We, we want to make sure when they put the, the C on their chest that they're ready to go out there and, and, and they're prepared more than anything. We want to make sure that, that we're doing the very best job we can do to make sure that these kids are prepared to go out there and, 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 and fight. That, that that that's number one with us. What uh, is your favorite style? I mean, there's so many. I, I I like. I mean, I like so many styles. I like, I like guys that are really skilled. Um, you know, it's it's fun to watch the the, the brawlers, the guys that are, you know, down by four, but you know they're going to come back. Um, you know, I think I think my favorite style is a little bit of both, where you got a guy that can hold the pace and can wrestle hard but also has some great skills. I think that's probably a lot of people's favorite style, right? Where you can go out there, you can wrestle hard, you can, um, you know, you, you can get you get your opponent off balance, but you can also hit some really, really nice skills as opposed to just diving at the legs when they're tired, you know? So I think that would pro- probably be my favorite style to, to watch and the coach is a guy that can kind of do both, can, can wrestle hard, but also um, – you know, had some really nice techniques. What is your favorite style? As yeah. in freestyle, folk style, uh, Greco. Okay, that that that's the question. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, it, it's honestly it's it's whichever style I'm in. Um, you know, when I'm at the NCAA championships, I'm like, there's no better <laughs> style than folk style. You can't beat it. You can't beat the electricity. You can't beat the electricity in, in, in this place, in this arena right now, um, you know. And then when when you're in, when you're in freestyle, it, it's 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 awesome, right? You're like, well, look at this. This is some really really great wrestling. You know, these guys are technical wizards. Um, you know, and, and and the cool thing about freestyle is that there's so many different ways to, and and obviously there it's like this in folk style too. But they're everybody's American, whereas in in in, in freestyle. There's so many different countries and there's so many different approaches to wrestling and it all collides when it, when you step on the mat. You know what I mean? It's like you train this way, we train this way. Let's see which which way it works better. Yeah. You know I mean? For for the for those two guys, it's just really interesting and it's really uh, it's really intriguing to me. So, um, but I guess the long and the short of it is it's whichever style I'm in, I'm I'm, I'm really all in that, all in for. Your first really. answer was okay too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I thought you meant what kind of what kind of guys <laughs> I like to look at, what, what kind of wrestling I like to see. <clears throat> so, what is it like knowing oh, Yanni personally? <laughs> I mean, I've known Yanni for a while. I've known Yanni since he was 15 years old. You know, I've been and he's he's 21 now. So, or he's 20 now, rather. He's 20 now. Um, so I've known him for five years, and honestly, he's just. You know, he's just another kid. You know, he's just another, another guy on our team. Um, you know, but obviously, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really close to Yanni. He's really close to my family. Um, you know, I, I consider him on to be 
part of our family. Um, so, so, I mean, for us, it's not like it, it's not like, uh, you know, like, a. Uh, I guess like a, a uh, trying to put it for, for us. It's not like we're awestruck at all. It's just, he's just another, Hey, what's up beyond He's just another, another guy on the team, especially on our team. You know, he gets, he gets ripped on just like everybody else. He gets his chops busted just like everybody else. He's just, he's just another guy, you know? And, and that's what, that's what keeps him so humble. And that's why he's, you know, such a, such a likable guy because he doesn't let any of his success go to his head. And that's, really important something that his dad and his mother you know and his family's instilled in him that from such a young age that you know success doesn't make you a better person than anybody else so could you talk a little bit about uh vitaly's personality and maybe how like he's coming off a world silver medal and uh his lifestyle like doing everything right and it's paid off at the world championships yeah no Vito, vito's uh so Vito's from Long Island, so he's a little different. Uh, you know, he's 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 different than Yanni. Um, you know, the personalities aren't 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 quite the same. But Vito's just a great kid. You know, he uh, he listens really well. Coming coming from his dad, his dad trained him his whole life, and you know, his dad says jump, and Vito said okay, how high? Um, you know, and, and so Vito, Vito's a great listener, and he'll do anything you say, and he and he wants to be great. Um, you know, he, he trained his butt off this summer. You know, he trained his butt off to be an, a, a world champion. He came up one match short, which, which stinks, and I know it, it hurts him, but yeah, he's going to grow from that. He's going to make his adjustments and, and be ready to go out there and, and, and attack the Olympic, the Olympic trials and Olympic qualifications and, you know, work his butt off to make that team. So, um, you know, it was a little, a little bittersweet for sure. You know, now- seeing a kid work so hard and, 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 um, you know, do do everything right, like you said, right? Do everything right. He, he did everything right. His diet was perfect. Um, you know, he 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 was sleeping well. His training was perfect. Everything was on point. He just, uh, you know, just didn't open up quite enough in in the final match there. That that, that was the difference. Now, Dyson, before you ask your next question, is it isn't uh Vito's dad from? Russia? Yeah, so Vito's or dad. Is there like yeah, so, something yeah, so that they have for with the Russia? USSR? So communist, communist Russia before it broke up, and then once it broke up, he wrestled for Belarus, and then he wrestled for Russia again. Um, but his dad was a he took third in the Olympics in '92, and he was a two-time world champion. So you know, <clears throat> fantastic, you know, fantastic trainer for you <laughs> right as, as a dad somebody who can train you in wrestling um so yeah so he's been around he's been around world-class wrestling his whole life right even when he started wrestling his dad's friends his dad's you know friends that come over and visit from from russia are usually all you know world champions olympic gold medalists olympic bronze medalists you know just world-class wrestlers so vito's been around world-class wrestling his whole life how does uh how do the guys on the team that wrestle freestyle and folk style how do they balance that from going from the NCAA tournament right into the U.S. Open I mean this is kind of the, the hand you're dealt for for the college athletes right that, that's kind of the hand you're dealt so um the good thing is is that they're in wonderful shape and that's where 
they make up a lot of ground is because a lot of the guys that are senior level athletes, they train and, and they're working their butts off, but it's just different. There's no, there's no grind like college American wrestling. And that's why the, the, the college guys are, you know, their technique are in great, 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 great shape coming off the until coming off the college season. And I think that's why they do as well as they do because they can push the pace on, on these guys that, that have been training, training hard, but it's just a little different. You know, it's a little different having to make weight 20 something times in the, in a year. And then, uh, you know, having these grueling college practices, you know, two hour practices multiple times a week. It's just, it just, you know, it brings a different level of conditioning, a different level of fitness that, that, you know, some people are not getting. I know you're uh, probably tired of talking this about this, but could you uh, inform us a little bit about how the arbitration process worked? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we thought that there was a misapplication of the rule, and we took it to arbitration, and um, the arbitrator agreed, and uh, I guess agreed with us, and, and judged in our in, in our favor. Um, you know, I know Rob Rob's gone into some some really. You know, for for me, like be. Johnny's got that in 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 Wilkes uh, on the second, and you know a spot for the world team on the line. So that's, you know, I think obviously there's people on both sides. You know, obviously we're excited that we have the opportunity, um, and then there's Zane fans that think it's it's BS, and that's. You know, both, both both sides have have their fans that are going to agree with it, and um, you know it, it is what it is. Honestly, it is what it is. They're going to wrestle, and may, may the best man win. Well, that's all we got for you today. So you got for me, guys. Yep. Thanks for <laughs> well, coming on. Bringing on your podcast, I really appreciate it. Um, I look Thanks. forward to seeing you guys kick some butt on the road. Good luck at uh, September 2nd. And guys, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Wrestling Recess. And you can also find us on Instagram at Wrestling Recess Podcast. You can also find me and Dyson on Twitter and Instagram. So go give us a follow or you can find out when the next interview or episode is coming so thank you guys for watching this episode of wrestling recess see ya